Eldar Army List Profiles Pages 8-16 to 16. Codex Eldar 3rd Edition Written by Gavin Thorpe With additional text by Andy Chambers, Jervis Johnson and Tuomas Perinin Pages 2 and 3 Narrated by R.J. Bailey Headquarters Avatar of the Bloody-Handed God It is said that when the great enemy was born into the universe, the war god, Kayla Mensha Cain, fought her. Cain was defeated, but rather than being destroyed, his substance was scattered across the material realm. It is also said that the avatars of the bloody-handed god were found where these fragments came to rest, in the middle of the wraithbone core of the craftworlds that had fled the fall. They are fighters without equal, with skin of the toughest metals and molten magma for blood. Each carries a wailing doom, a weapon of immense power that may take the form of a vicious spear, a mighty sword, or a many-bladed axe. An avatar cannot be wholly killed. If its body is destroyed, its spirit will return to the inner sanctum on the craft world until it has grown a new form. Farseer Farseers are potent psychers whose prodigious powers allow them to see the future. By casting their runes, they can travel the tangled skeins of probability to divine which course of action should be taken. What do humans know of our pain? We have sung songs of lament since before your ancestors crawled on their bellies from the sea. Farseer Eldrad Ulthran Elites Warp spiders are named after the tiny crystalline creatures that roam a craftworld's infinity matrix, purging it of non-Eldar psychic presences. The warp spiders epitomize the aggressive defense of these creatures, using their warp jump generators to materialize next to their foes and attack, slipping away again before the enemy can retaliate. As warp spiders use their jump generators to travel, they are able to wear bulkier and heavier armor, which could constrict the movements of other Eldar. The Eldar god of war is Kayla Mensha Cain, the bloody-handed god. The Aspect Warriors each represent a different facet of Cain's existence, a different aspect of death and destruction. When an Eldar treads the path of the warrior, he or she will choose an Aspect Shrine in which to study the arts of war. The Aspect Shrines are tended by the Exarchs, who are also responsible for passing on their deadly skills to the Aspect Warriors who attend their shrine. Exarchs are Eldar who have become trapped on the path of the warrior, unable to suppress their love of war and their desire for combat. Exarchs wear the finest armor and carry ancient and exotic weapons that have been maintained since the founding of the shrine. They are examples of what can happen to an Eldar if they stray from the path, and are held with a mixture of fear and awe by other Eldar. Striking Scorpions Striking Scorpions are close combat specialists who excel in dense terrain. They use every nook and crevice to get close to the enemy before springing an attack. The sting comes in the form of the deadly Mandy Blaster, used to attack a foe from a few paces away. 
Only the toughest Eldar can become striking scorpions, as a strong physique is needed to wear the heavy armor and swing the chainswords to smash through armor and bone. There can be no peace while alien feet still tread upon Athethon. Response to the surrender of the 4th Imperial Garrison, Rigel IV. Howling Banshees The Banshee is a harbinger of woe and death in Eldar mythology, whose cry is said to herald ill fate and contempt a soul from its spirit stone. It is fitting, therefore, that perhaps the most feared of all the aspect warriors draw their inspiration from this unearthly creature. A female aspect, like the Banshee of legend, Howling Banshees are fearsome close-combat opponents, whose Banshee masks and gleaming power weapons have meant the doom of countless foes over the millennia. Fire Dragons The Fire Dragon aspect is based upon the writhing, sinewy dragon of Eldar myth, an incarnation of destruction and devastation. Fire Dragons are experts at close-quarter fighting, where their fusion guns and melter bombs can destroy almost any foe, vehicle, or fortification, no matter how well armored. Wraithguard Constructed from the complex psychoplastic known as Wraithbone, Wraithguard are not living warriors. They are artificial constructs which house a spirit stone containing the soul of an Eldar warrior. Troops Rangers Life in the craft world is strict and disciplined, and there have been many Eldar over the millennia who have tired of the Eldar path. They leave their craft world seeking excitement and adventure, and tread the path of the outcast. Many die alone and forgotten. Some fall from grace and become consumed by their dark passions, while others manage to exercise their wanderlust and eventually return to their craft world. We used to think of them as wandering vagrants. <laughs> well, those vagrants held up my old platoon for five days. Lieutenant Farek on Eldar Rangers. Guardian Storm Squad Guardian Storm Squads are formed from Eldar who were once warriors from one of the close combat aspect shrines, such as the Striking Scorpions. Some Guardians carry a close range weapon such as a fusion gun, which enables them to fire a powerful and deadly blast of energy at any enemy that get too close. Dire Avengers Highly skilled with their shuriken catapults, Dire Avengers are deadly on the attack and immovable in defense. Some call the Eldar decadent. <laughs> if that is true, the Imperial Army could do with that kind of decadence. Last words of Colonel Bryn, Executed Heretic, 463M38. Transport, Wave Serpent. The Wave Serpent is the main troop carrier of a craft world's army. Protected inside its hull and force field, guardians and aspect warriors can be transported in safety to any part of the battlefield. Its powerful anti-grav engines give it great speed making it possibly the best troop transport in the galaxy. Guardian Defender Squad In times of need, those taught the ways of war form squads of Guardian Defenders, 
Anti-grav platforms allow them to provide mobile heavy firepower when on the advance. Fast Attack Guardian Jet Bike Squadron Eldar anti-gravitic technology is a source of constant amazement and jealousy to the Adeptus Mechanicus. It is this that enables the Eldar to create anti-grav vehicles, ranging from the huge Scorpion super-heavy tanks down to the one-man jet bikes. Through subtle manipulation of the gravity field, jet bikes combine high speed with incredible maneuverability, making them an ideal craft for launching rapid hit-and-run attacks against the enemy. Shining Spears The Shining Spears are one of the rarest, most specialized aspects. They embodied the spear of Kayla Mencher Kane that struck like lightning and could kill any foe with a single blow. The Shining Spears ride jet bikes so that they can strike without warning, pouncing on their enemy in an instant and dealing death with blasts from their laser lances. Viper Squadron Vipers are highly maneuverable weapons platforms, capable of laying down a withering fire even at high speed. Although not heavily armored, their ability to skim through the air provides them with as sure a defense as any amount of thick armored plating. Swooping Hawks Swooping Hawks specialize in bringing death to anyone, no matter who they are. Their wings allow them to swiftly move to anywhere on the battlefield, picking off the enemy with a hail of energy bolts. Heavy Support Falcon During the War in Heaven, it was Falcon, consort of the Great Hawk, who retrieved Vol's mighty sword, Anaris, and gave it to the Eldar hero Eldanesh to continue the battle with Cain. It is this principle of deliverance which is behind the design of the Falcon Grav Tank. With its potent armament and ability to carry a small squad of fighters, the Falcon is designed to take the fight to the enemy, or to extricate the warriors should resistance prove too fierce for them. Ask not the Eldar a question, for they will give you three answers, all of which are true and horrifying to know. Inquisitor Sevak Fire Prism This dedicated anti-tank vehicle uses the most advanced forms of laser technology ever seen. Its powerful prism cannon can blast apart armored vehicles and cut through swathes of infantry. With its ability to move at high speed over almost any obstacle, this lethal attack can be made anywhere on the battlefield. Wraith Lord Towering over its foes, the Wraith Lord is controlled by the essence of one of the craft world's mightiest warriors. Only the most worthy are installed into its armored shell. War Walker Squadron War Walkers are used in rough terrain to scout out enemy positions. Its two weapons provide a considerable arsenal for its size, but it lacks the heavy armor that would allow it to fight at the center of an attack. We warned you of the price of your actions. Now you must pay it in full. In blood. Message received prior to the Assyri devastation. Support Weapon Battery The Eldar use many forms of technology that cannot be matched by other races. These exotic weapons are used by the Craftworld armies 
to support their advance or to form a solid defense. Dark Reapers The Dark Reapers represent the war god in his role as the destroyer. They are perhaps the most sinister and lethal of all the Aspect Warriors, and their dark armor is adorned with symbols of death and destruction. They excel at long-range support and carry the deadly Reaper Launcher, a fast-firing heavy weapon that shoots a hail of armor-piercing rockets. The armor of a Dark Reaper incorporates many specialized systems to further increase their effectiveness as support troops. Their helmet veins contain a receptor linked directly to their Reaper launcher, allowing them to see exactly where their weapon is pointing. To ensure a rigid firing pose, their heavy lower leg armor and boots are fitted with sensitive stabilizers, as well as clamps which secure the Aspect Warrior to the ground. You have been listening to Eldar Army List Profiles, pages 8 to 16. Codex Eldar, 3rd edition, written by Gavin Thorpe, with additional text by Andy Chambers, Jervis Johnson, and Tuomas Perinin. Pages 2 and 3, narrated by R.J. Bailey. Thank you to Gav Thorpe, Andy Chambers, Jervis Johnson, and Tuomas Perenin for writing the fiction I grew up with. Additional thanks to Tuomas for helping me pronounce his name correctly, or as near to it as we were able to get. If you've enjoyed this, please leave a review where you found it, or like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, depending how you're listening. This production, like all of Oldex, is entirely unofficial and uncommercial, from an out-of-print publication, is a derivative work with all copyrights owned by Games Workshop, and is a celebration of the hobby and lore I grew up with. If you have any suggestions for other old Codex fiction for me to narrate on this podcast, you can comment, contact me on Twitter at rjbailey, or email robertjbailey at gmail.com. Links are in the show description.